Hi there, and welcome back to I Hadn't Considered That. Today is going to look a little bit different. Usually there would be the general intro that we have that introduces the podcast and what it's about and what you can expect and what we want to accomplish today. That would then be followed by a second intro that would introduce you to this week's guest and to tee up the topic for discussion, give you a little bit of background about why it's important for us to talk about it and where we hope to go in discovering new perspectives. None of that is going to happen today. Today is a little bit different. And so I want to share with you why that is, what we're doing and what you can expect moving forward. And I have to say that I'm actually very excited to be having this conversation with you. This is something that I have been mulling over all week that started with a very casual conversation that we're going to talk about later. And I have put off recording this episode all week because I have had this conversation in my head and out loud numerous times throughout the week to try and figure out exactly what am I thinking, what am I wanting to do, and what do I wanna share with all of you? So I'm really glad to finally be able to get this into the airwaves so that we can get to the point where we are really enjoying our time together just a little bit more. So this is episode seven of the podcast. The first episode was the simple introduction that just let everybody know what we're going to be doing, what they can expect. And then I have had a series of five interviews. It's been really interesting because the interviews have spanned various topics. They've been all over the board, but things that I think need to be discussed. And the guests have also been of wide variety. Also, when I go back and I look at the log of the podcasts, it has alternated where there has been one woman, one man, one woman, one man, one woman. And that's sort of the pattern that it's followed. And patterns are great. Patterns are fantastic. And I think on some level, I did that by design because my intention in starting out this podcast was always that I wanted it to be inclusive of both men and women and have content that would appeal to either. This is something that I have been struggling for for several reasons. And I want to kind of get real with you in peeling back those layers for a moment. One of the things that I have been dealing with, and if you follow me on Medium, or if you've been reading any articles on Medium, I just wrote two back-to-back -back articles in which I talk about dealing with some internalized misogyny. And if you don't know what internalized misogyny means, is that there are negative feelings that we have or that people have toward a group that we actually belong to, that we adopt, but bury pretty far down so that we don't necessarily know that they're there, but they bubble up in very strange ways. So, that has bubbled up in a couple different ways for me just in the last week. And one of them is that when I started to drill into the podcast and I pulled some metrics because I want to know how it's doing, who it's reaching, who's listening, overwhelmingly, my audience and what the numbers are telling me is that you guys are predominantly 85% women between the ages of 34 and 54. 15% of you are males that fall into that same age range. First of all, dudes, I see you, I feel you, and I love you for being here. Because a podcast in which people are talking about their feelings is not necessarily the most comfortable water for men to wade into, so my hat is off to you. But in trying to balance between men and women, I realize that I have a part of me that is such a people pleaser that what is driving my need to appeal to everyone is this weird people-pleasing that does not serve me well. And if you know me for five minutes, you know that I am a staunch advocate for recognizing things in your life that don't necessarily serve you well and figure out how to move ahead. 
One of the things that I have to move beyond is the idea that if my audience is 85% women and I put out a podcast that is geared toward women, that there is a lack of value in content for women. If that isn't the biggest steaming pile of crap you could ever imagine, I don't know what is because clearly there are people that want this content and there are people that are seeking to understand this content regardless of gender. That's what the numbers tell me. And I have told you since day one, I am a data geek, so I have to go back to what the data tells me. And what the data tells me is that women have a space. And if this podcast becomes a place that is geared toward women and my content is geared toward women, that is fine. I don't have to be everything to everyone because when I do that, what I'm doing is I'm diminishing what I understand to be valuable, which is the fact that I am a woman who has something to say and feels like she has something to bring to the table. And when I do that, that is painful to me. So the idea that I have to have the appeal to men, I am letting go of. If you are a man and you are here, you are always going to be welcome. Everybody is welcome here because we are going to be talking about the human condition and the human condition transcends gender. Regardless of whether we're male or female, we still have feelings, we still have struggles, and we still have things that we need to work on. And maybe, maybe for a man, it's going to be a lot easier to hear people have the conversation so that he can have that conversation with himself. I don't know what that's going to look like for the male demographic, but I will tell you that it is going to mean that I am going to put my energy toward what I do best. And that's just being me. If there are women that this resonates with, great. If there's men this resonates with, that's also great. I'm just going to show up and be me. And all I'm doing is asking you to sit down and be here with me. So with that, one of the things that I have decided that I need to do is shift some focus a little bit, shift some attention. The best way that I can make this make sense is through an analogy, because also, if you've known me for five minutes, you know that there is nothing I love more than a seriously good, juicy analogy. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if it's just years of having taught SAT prep. I don't even know, but I love analogies. And so here's what I can share with you about how I feel about the podcast and where we're going. Have you ever bought a piece of furniture that you love? that you are invested in. You have spent hours walking through showrooms, perusing websites, sitting on couches, feeling fabric, measuring rooms, trying to figure out exactly what you need. You order the couch, it comes delivered to your home, you get it in your home and it is everything you ever wanted in that couch. And I know that I am maybe being a little dramatic about a couch, but seriously, you don't, you don't know me that well if you don't know that really lounging on furniture is my jam. However, once you get that piece of furniture into your home, you sit there and you notice that something seems a little off. Like for me, there is this weird moment in the morning and it's from about 7.30 in the morning to about eight o'clock in the morning where my couch, if I sit on the middle cushion, which if you've ever seen any of the videos, I'm usually sitting in the middle cushion, is absolutely unbearable because how the light comes into the room, it's blinding. I'm like bobbing and weaving. I've got to like literally duck. I've got to scooch down. I don't know why I don't just move. But then it occurs to me, it would be really easy to just move on my couch. If I had a bigger room, what I would probably think about 
is not necessarily moving me, but moving the couch. And a lot of times that's all it takes for us to get out of this beautiful piece of furniture the most we possibly can. We move it from the west side of the room to the east side of the room. And when we do that, everything seems a little bit different. That weird feeling of something not quite working is gone. And now we sit in peace and now we sit in happiness. So what I'm trying to tell you is that something has felt off. And it's not been anything that's overwhelming. It's not taken joy out of me doing the podcast. I think that it is something that I have needed to put my finger on. So what has felt odd off to me is that there has been this sort of interview style to the podcast. And listen, I studied journalism in college. It's how I put myself through college. It's how I started writing. It's how I discovered my love of writing. But I left my journalism career 25 years ago, and that's just not me. I feel like interviews are interviews and conversations are conversations. And if I try to turn an interview into a conversation, the conversation's going to seem forced. At the same time, if I try to take a conversation and turn it into an interview, then the conversation's going to seem forced. I do not like anything in my life to seem forced. I want things to happen naturally and I want them to happen organically. And there is something about an interview style podcast where I sit down with eight questions going into a podcast with someone that I'm trying to figure out how to bob and weave from that doesn't work for me. Listen, I am not Barbara Walters. Okay. I'm not skilled or trained to be Barbara Walters. I don't want to be Barbara Walters. Okay. I'm not going to get anybody on this podcast and ask them that if they were a tree, what kind of tree they would be. That's just nothing that is of interest of me. I might ask you what kind of fruit you might be if you're a piece of fruit, because I've spent an inordinate amount of time thinking about that. And it's, which is a really weird thing to think about, but those are one of those things that when I'm laying in bed, I'm thinking about what kind of fruit, fruit I would be. So that might be something we might go with later. I don't even know. This is not to say that we haven't had a lot of aha moments and I can list numerous ones and things that I have taken away from the podcast. Like, for example, if, if Shani Silver did not convince you that you need to throw a party for yourself on your own behalf that is not connected in any way, shape, or form to your connection to another human being, then you need to go back to episode one and listen to that all over again because that was amazing information. And I will tell you right now that as I'm starting these new plans in my life, you sure as hell better bet that there is a high likelihood of me throwing what I um, affectionately referred to as a me shower. Because listen, I mean, I had a baby shower. I had two bridal showers. I don't know how many showers that we all have in our lives for doing nothing even remotely miraculous. We just show up. We meet someone by luck and someone throws us a party. It's been a long couple months. I'm throwing myself a party and I reserve the right to register for it as well. And if that includes like, you know, elephant salt shakers, I'm going to live that best life. Same with Heather and Art. Every bit of me hurts right now. Everything hurts right now because I have gotten back into the gym and I have reaffirmed my commitment to being healthy and physically fit. And I go hiking, read, get lost while wandering the desert. And I'm very hopeful that the app on my work, my phone works so I can find my way back to a trail. That is something that came from those two episodes from Heather and Art. I have signed up recently to volunteer with Cloud Covered Streets after having talked to Robert Thornton. And I can't get, can't wait to get back out there and to help connect with those experiencing homelessness. But I'll tell you, 
there was one conversation that really was a game changer for me, and that was the last episode with Nikki. As some of you may know, Nikki is, of all of the folks that I have interviewed, the person that I am closest to. She and I are um, good friends in real life. We have had many conversations. We've spent time hanging out together in various countries at this point. She's always a delight. And she was also the first guest that I talked to in, uh, in person because she came to my house to record the episode, which, by the way, was a hot mess because we had no idea what we were doing and basically had just turned my living room into a glorified radio shack in which maybe 40% of the equipment worked, but still we pulled it off. But what I realized in talking to Nikki is that Nikki had been at my house for probably about 45 minutes before the podcast started. And I'll tell you, that's where the conversation happened. That was the podcast. The conversation that we had before we hit record before we got into the list of questions that I felt that I needed to talk to her about were dialed into. She and I had some hilarious conversations. We had some hard conversations. There were some very real moments. There were jokes. There was a really amazing, beautiful moment in which she shared what Shakespearean character she most relates to and who she is in Shakespeare's background and context that never made it into the podcast because it did not happen while we were recording. And as much as I tried to weave my way back to that moment, it was gone. And what I realized after sending that podcast out into the world is that moment where Nikki let down her guard and very eloquently explained to me who in the context of Shakespeare she is was the highlight of that morning. And you guys missed it because that was not what I was focusing on. So that brings us back to one of my favorite jokes regarding couches and everybody's favorite joke regarding couches. And everybody, if you, even if you've just seen the meme, it is in friends when they're moving the couch up the stairs and everybody knows exactly what the conversation has. And you probably just said it in your head because everybody can just call that up at a moment's notice is when Ross is trying to get them to turn around the corner to get the couch up and he keeps yelling at them to pivot. The pivot moment is one of the most iconic moments from the Friends series. And that is what I'm embracing right now. What we're doing is we're going to pivot, right? It's the same couch. It's the same space. We just have to move it a little bit differently. So what does that look like then? First of all, there's going to be more conversation. It's going to be more real, more organic, and less prescribed. So what we're going to do is we're going to allow for those conversations that happen between Nikki and I to happen organically. What that means is that I have to stop going into these with an expectation of what an outcome is going to be. Likewise, what I want you to do and what I challenge you to do is to show up to these with the expectation of nothing more than conversation between two people that is heartfelt, that is open, that is wholehearted, and that is real. And that's what I want to make sure that we're going to deliver to you every single week. So again, how do we do that? First of all, the guests are going to be a little bit different. One of the things that I have realized that I have been trying to do is bring in people that have some sort of expertise, whether it is quantifiable or not, 
in order to share with you that perspective because they have expertise and knowledge that you don't. That's fantastic. And I have appreciated everything that every single guest has brought to the table. But the guests are going to be a little bit different in that they're going to have a different role. And I have to thank my good friend, John Gorman, for this one. And if you have read on Medium, you probably have read John Gorman at some point. It's how we met. It's how our friendship has grown. And I'll tell you, there is one thing that I can count on John for all the time. And it is that this man can drop a truth bomb. Like it's his goddamn job. I'm not even kidding. It's insane. But it's also part of who he is. The man is a writer. He's one of my favorite writers. And just to kind of give you an idea of what this man's about, I'm going to drop one of his essays into the show notes because that is the real rawness that I want to make sure that we're capturing. But one of my favorite things about John is that we have epic conversations and I mean epic. They hit hard. And he encouraged me toward getting people into the room that I love to talk to and then just digging in and letting it go and letting it be because the conversation and the words and the experience and the connection is going to be what is going to matter, not necessarily facts or information or anything prescriptive. So with that, I'm going to be bringing in people that I enjoy, that I think have something to bring to the table because they are real, honest people. I thought that's what I was doing, but I wasn't. What I was doing is trying to bring you an experience and a podcast that I thought that you could learn from and that you could learn from other people. But what I really want you to do is to learn about yourself. I have a really good friend that jokes around that I'm prone to hyperbole, that if I go to a restaurant, it's the best restaurant in the entire world. If I go to a concert, it's the greatest concert I've ever been to in my entire life. If I go on a vacation, it was the best vacation I've ever had. If I meet someone, they're the greatest person I've ever met. Okay, yes, so I might be a little prone to hyperbole, but at the same time, all of that is true. Because I will tell you this, I don't do things that suck. I don't go places that suck. And certainly I don't hang out with and talk to people who suck. I don't talk to mean people. I talk to people that are interesting in their own way. I talk to people that are real, that are human, that are experiencing their lives in a very human way, that those people are the people that inspire me. Those are the people that I learn from because their own rawness, their realness is what challenges me to move forward in that same direction. But that road is also a two-way road. And one of the things that I realized was that part of this is very selfishly for me too. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that or saying that. I want to experience this podcast as well, because if I'm not experiencing this podcast, if I'm not growing with this podcast, how can I expect you to do that? How can I put that onto you as a goal when I'm not working toward that? So in that way, I'm going to challenge myself a little bit more to go ahead and stretch in that direction. Also, I'm allergic to small talk and having people that I love that are already in my safe space and I'm in theirs means that we can dig in on a whole different level. We can bypass the small talk because that space for the real conversation already exists. Also, I am absolutely sure that there's a good number of you who know me and love me in real life that are listening to this, that are sitting there going, oh shit, she's going to ask me to go on the podcast. Yes, I am. Mark your calendar. Get out your calendar right now. Send me an email. It's going to be a good time. This also brings us to topics. I'm going to zoom out. 
as some of you may have seen on the Facebook page or Instagram stories or on Medium, if you follow me there, or if that's where you came from, I have been writing a lot more. This is because I have the space to do that. And I will tell you, that is my number one. That is my center right now. Everything else comes back to that center. The problem that I've had with the podcast is that I have felt like the podcast and the writing were disconnected and I don't like being disconnected. What I've realized as I've amped up my writing is that every day I have something else that I've discovered, something else to unpack, which by the way, I'd really like to know when we get to stop unpacking things because I feel like right now the luggage is like the grand clown car where you think you've pulled out the last item and lo and behold, it is not the last item. Because I'll tell you, I have been working for years to get my baggage from like a full on luggage set to a respectable carry on, which by the way, never underestimate a woman's ability to shove a lot of shit in a carry on right now. So I am trying to figure out how to whittle down the carry on. And there may be times when it might be slightly embarrassing or vulnerable for me to bring you into the unpacking of the luggage so that I can get rid of what doesn't need to be in my carry on. But listen, I don't know a single goddamn person that isn't in that same space. And if you're going to look at me and tell me that you don't have some things to unpack and that you don't have some space that you need to adjust, I'm going to have a lot more questions than you may think about what you're doing with your luggage. Because none of us gets to go through life without picking up things that we think we need, we think we want, and then we realize that we don't need and we don't want, but we have them anyway. And we have to figure out how to get them away from us because that is the grand messiness of life, right? The weeding out continually what serves me well, what doesn't serve me well. So now, going back to the two sides, one of the things that I have a hard time with is duplicity. I'm essentially a very simple person when it comes to identity. I do a really crappy job of compartmentalizing it, things, anything. Like I try to have buckets where I put my effort into and my time into, but really when it comes to separating one part of my life from another, I just don't work well that way because I, it's just not how I'm built, right? I want all of my life to be in it together, just kind of like throw, like, let's just throw everything of life into one little space. And then we need to figure out how to look into that space and pick out what we need. And that to me is a core strength that I am trying to grow is to look into that space and pull out what I need when I want to. So feeling like I have a podcast and feeling like I have writing has left me with feeling like there's two versions of me. There's the Vanessa that writes, that pushes out her observations, struggles, celebrations, and life realness. And there's another Vanessa who podcasts. So that duplicity is something that I need to push aside and I need to kind of let everything be together. And the beauty of that is that from someone who has come to this space, it allows you to have better consistency with what you're going to expect. If you came here because you read an article on Medium, you know that the Vanessa that you got over there that compelled you to come over to the podcast is the same Vanessa. And if you are coming to the podcast and you see the link to my writing and you go over to my writing, everything checks. It is the same. And it furthers the connection between you and I. So to that, I have some promises that I want to make to you. What I can promise you is this, it's going to be real. Will it be perfect? Absolutely not. But I want to spend less time editing. I spend an inordinate amount of time editing these podcasts because I have some serious perfectionist issues. And I am absolutely certain that we're going to talk about that at some point, because I know there's a whole lot of us out there that have them and maybe you've gotten past them. I don't even know. So that's a call out to all the perfectionists. Hit me up because man, I got some stuff to talk about. The reality is though, that 
think back to the last really good, solid conversation that you had. Think back to what you said, how much you enjoyed that moment. If you had the ability to edit that conversation, would you? Because I don't know a lot of real wholehearted conversations that I've had that I would go back and change. And I also think that there's a certain amount of realness that I want you to be able to expect. And I think that imperfection is beautiful. And my way of getting rid of my perfectionist issues is to embrace the fact that this can be imperfect too. And that you are going to not listen to the podcast and love it despite the imperfections that if my cat decides to jump up on the table, that you might just love it a little bit more because we left it in there because dang, man, that stuff's funny, right? Life is funny. Also, you might see a, a series here and there that looks a little bit different. I've done a couple series where I've done two different sides of an equation. Like when we talked to Heather and we talked to Art to get a male and female perspective regarding health issues. There are times when I know that conversations could go much longer. And when we're just delving into something or where the conversation hits a fork and could become an entirely different conversation. What I want to do is allow that fork to happen, which means that you may have a guest that you may see two weeks in a row because the conversation really is that good. Because I will tell you this, if I'm feeling like this conversation needs to continue, I am hoping that you are listening and you want that to continue as well. And I want to give you that. Once you're in that space, space with us, I want it to be hard for you to leave. My website says that our stories weave us together as humans in a glorious and remarkable tapestry. Life is big and messy and hard and beautiful. Let's navigate this thing together, shall we? I read that back this week and that hit me in that I don't know that that's what I was doing. I don't know that I was leaning into the life being big and messy and hard and beautiful. I was leaning into something that I wanted it to be and it meaning the podcast when really I am not a prescriptive person. I'm not necessarily a by the book person. I am big and messy and beautiful. And so I want anything that is attached to me to be those things as well, because I accept all those parts of me and I can't ask you to accept those parts of me without me accepting that as well. So I hope that you continue to join me and I hope that you find yourself asking yourself more questions and in turn, asking others more questions and starting more conversations and having more conversations that you want to have. I still hope that you come away with something that you hadn't considered, but that it connects to a deeper side of you, not necessarily somebody else, because after all, our ability to understand others starts with our ability to understand ourselves and that is the drilled down goal if I hadn't considered that. And that's what I find most important is the connection that you can find, not necessarily to the person that's in the conversation, but what listening to that conversation allows you to be able to connect with other parts of your lives and other people. One last note, as I mentioned, connection was missing. I encourage you all to connect on social media Everything is in the show notes and I have enjoyed the engagement that has happened on Instagram as you guys have responded to reels and stories and images and the posts on Facebook where you comment. Because what I find fun is that I'm now seeing two people who didn't know each other before or that I don't even know that are responding to each other in comments because they now have a connectedness. So the more that 
I can get people to connect in that space, the more I further the mission that I'm trying to achieve, which is this connectedness. Connecting on a different level in the Patreon allows for us to do a little bit more. There is an exclusive Facebook page that is called Considering Everything, where we'll put out questions. I do a Friday video that talks a little bit further about some of the content that we explore. I give some resources, books, whatever the case may be. And so that you guys can engage with each other because it's not just about connecting to the podcast. It's about connecting to each other. So the more of you that are there, the more connection there is. It's actually very simple to become a patron and it costs as little as five bucks a month. That's a Starbucks folks. And the patrons so far are great people. And we're going to amp things up. We're going to start doing the wine Wednesday because now it feels natural. I have been holding off on that because that felt pretty prescriptive too. So that's going to be an opportunity for us to have our own conversations so that you can jump in the middle of that and that you can be part of that conversation. The Patreon also helps sustain the podcast and your engagement is appreciated. And so also be sure to share the podcast with someone that you think might enjoy this. Lastly, my email is open to you. It's Vanessa at VanessaTory.com. I want to hear from you. Reach out, give feedback, share ideas, share struggles, just share. I want to hear from you. If there's an idea something that you're trying to unpack, something that you're contemplating in your life, let me know about that. I want to hear about that because I will tell you, as I have moved around this week with this new thought process, I have come up with about eight different podcast ideas because they're wonderful conversations that I want to have. And I know people with whom I want to have them. So until next week, I thank you for being here. And we'll see you next week in a different light, in a different context. Thank you so much for joining us today. New episodes launch every Monday, so I hope you'll be back. If you enjoyed this podcast, there's several ways to show your support. First, by rating the podcast and leaving a review, you help others to find great content. Second, if you're looking for further connection, consider becoming a patron of the podcast, where you'll have a fun and interesting way to connect with others and even get more information on perspectives and things you may not have considered. Lastly, please share this podcast with a friend. The number one way that podcasts reach more people is through sharing and word of mouth. I appreciate you and your beautiful open mind. See you soon.